In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We asked in our opening prayer that on this occasion that we may enter with joy upon the contemplation of those mighty acts whereby you have given us life and immortality. The contemplation of those mighty acts. Isaiah spoke to us of one who had the tongue of a teacher and who has something to teach because he listens to God and who willingly gives his back to those who strike him. Psalm 31 brought us to one who hopes in God in the face of the reproach both of enemies and neighbors. And in Philippians 2, we heard Paul commend to us the example of the one who traced the ark of surrendering divine privilege to take on human form, humbling himself even to the point of cruciform death to find exaltation on the other side. And then there was the rich, poignant juxtaposition of Jesus' royal entry into Jerusalem and his ignominious crucifixion as a criminal at Golgotha. Sometimes there's just little left to say. The events really need to speak for themselves, inviting just in what they are, the contemplation of what that collect calls those mighty acts whereby you have given us life and immortality. The kind of king who would come humbly, riding on a donkey, knowing full well that this ride is but the beginning of the deepest humiliation ever known. That the hosannas and the blessed be the one who comes in the name of the Lord's will in days become let him be crucified. Give us Barabbas. Before the high priest, he was silent. And when pressed, he offers to the dullest of readers of Scripture what can only be the most staggering claim. I am indeed the mysterious, divine, son of man figure that Daniel said would come in power, sending the high priest into apoplexy. Meanwhile, Peter weeps bitterly over his betrayal, and Judas commits suicide over his. Then standing before the governor who represents the mighty Roman Empire, Known, if for anything, for its pride in its legal code, Jesus' only answer as to whether he is his people's king is, you say so, and when pressed, he gives no answer. But he gave him no answer, not even to a single charge. 
You see, he didn't come to answer to anyone. Instead, friends, he came to answer for everyone. His being substitute in death for the notorious prisoner Barabbas is itself a parable for his substitution for every one of us. And while we could walk the rest of the way through the narrative, I'll stop here. Because this is a fitting place to begin a week of contemplation along the lines of the sequence hymn that we sang, Ah, Holy Jesus. Did you note that every time we sang as a congregation, we sang song, we, our voice was added to the voices of condemnation, of mockery, and taunting. And this is the week to think about that reality that drove him to that cruel cross. Let me read for you one more time the words that we sang before the gospel was chanted. Ah, holy Jesus, how hast thou offended that man to judge thee hath in hate pretended by foes derided, by thine own rejected, O most afflicted. Who was the guilty? Who brought this upon thee? Alas, my treason, Jesus, hath undone thee. Twas I, Lord Jesus, I it was denied thee. I crucified thee. Lo, the good shepherd for the sheep is offered. The slave hath sinned and the son hath suffered for our atonement. While we nothing heeded, God interceded. For me, kind Jesus, was thy incarnation, thy mortal sorrow, and thy life's oblation. Thy death of anguish and thy bitter passion for my salvation. Therefore, kind Jesus, since I cannot pay thee, I do adore thee and will ever pray thee. Think on thy pity and thy love unswerving, not my deserving. He didn't come to answer to the high priest and the governor of his day. He doesn't come to answer to you and me either. Rather, he came to answer for you and me. He's not here to answer why you get sick. He's here to share your sickness. He's not here to justify your foibles or mine, your excuses or mine, your cutting corners or mine. He's here to pay the price for all the above. He's not here to answer why there's evil or why the innocent suffer. He's here to bear evil 
and to suffer for and with us if we but admit our guilt. And where innocence does suffer, innocence has the closest friend in him. And so he invites you and me to contemplate this week with joy his mighty acts, his gift of himself in this fellowship and at this table. May I, in closing, offer the collect of the day once more. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, in your tender love for the human race, you sent your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, to take upon him our nature and to suffer death upon the cross, giving us the example of his great humility. Mercifully grant that we may walk in the way of his suffering and also share in his resurrection through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever.